The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, my friends. Uh, welcome to the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, and this is America's Web Radio. Uh, look, I'm thrilled to be here, and uh, and as always, I, I thank you very much, the bottom of my heart, for all you listeners for tuning in, whether you're tuning in now live or you tune in later. I really appreciate it, and uh, very, very sorry. My apologies for missing last week. Um, I had to go to Vegas, and I know, I know, feel sorry for me, had to go to Vegas. But, uh, you know, it was a pretty neat trip. You know, every time I go out there, it's just fascinating that uh, every uh, Uber driver or Lyft driver that I have had for the past two or so years, I can't find one that tells me they support Biden or any of the Democrats. Um, I, I am starting to feel really good that uh, that Nevada, that the voters are going to get it right in 2022. They have a senator that's up. And I think that senator's in danger. I think the Republicans could take a Senate seat in Nevada. And um, I'm not sure who else is up in Nevada, but, uh, you know, the Republicans could have a, a good year there. So I hope they're uh, working hard. You know, the establishment Republicans are notorious for screwing things up when they have victory right in front of them. Let's hope that they get it right this year. Um, but it's fascinating to me to to uh, go throughout Vegas, and I mean, not one person could I come to. And these are what the Democrats would call the working person or man or whatever they call it, as if all people who earn money didn't work. But um, you know, it, it, it's just it's fascinating. It's fascinating. But when when uh, I tell you when I got to Vegas this past time, you know, last week, and I'm uh, in the uh, lift car from uh, the airport to my hotel uh, this girl was uh, not only was she a hundred percent on the conservative side and and I say on the conservative side because she wasn't necessarily an establishment Republican uh, but she was 100 percent against Biden and she was Hispanic I mean folks there's something going on out there and this is something that I don't think the media is catching on to well you know what some media may catch on to this uh, but a lot of them don't want to report it. I mean, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, NPR, none of them are going to tell you this. But there are signs that there are so many Hispanics moving over to the Republican ticket uh, or, or going to pull the lever for Republicans. And this was just another example. Now, granted, yes, it's anecdotal, but I'm having anecdotal evidence line up every trip I take. And... This was yet another Hispanic driver uh, driving me from the ho- from the airport to the hotel, a Lyft driver, and she started talking about politics to me. I didn't even bring it up, and uh, she was Hispanic, female, and absolutely a hundred percent against Biden and the Democrats. And it was a, it was really really fun to hear her talk, and I just let her go. I just sat in the car and listened to her, and let her vent, and uh, it was really neat. And then at the end of the ride, I just told her, well. Please pass this on to your friends and other passengers, especially if they live in Nevada, and let them know that a very important election is coming up in Nevada this year in November, and uh, you can help toss the Democrats out of power 
by voting for a Republican senator in Nevada, and uh, she was all too happy to 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 say she would do that. And the way she started talking to me, I don't think she has any trouble telling people her view. So. So that was pretty neat. So uh, that that you know, it, it was a neat trip. So, but now I'm back, back in the seat, back behind the microphone. So thrilled to be here. We've got a lot to get to today, so I'll get to as much as I can. Uh, the first thing I want to say is I don't give a rat's dairy air if Tom Brady resigns or not, or retires or not. Um, that man, <laughs> whether you are a, a football enthusiast or not. Uh, Tom Brady is one of the best, if not the best there ever was. And and look, I, I, I'm old enough to remember vaguely, vaguely. Now, granted, I had to watch some reruns and read some books, but uh, I remember Terry Bradshaw. I re- and I also grew up in a family where um, – it was taboo to try and watch American football. <laughs> we were we were told you're going to play soccer and we're going to watch soccer. I mean, folks, I I not once ever to this day have I sat and watched an American football game with my father. He just won't do it. Um, we have watched many, 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 many soccer games from before I could walk to this day. To, you know, now into today's times, uh, we will watch soccer. Uh, but we will not watch American football together. He just doesn't doesn't do it. But uh, but anyway, if, if you know, whether you're a fan or not of, of of American football, the NFL, you have to appreciate and recognize that Tom Brady is is one of the best that ever played the game. And um, you may have your own reason or or analysis on why he was one of the best, but he was. He, he numbers don't lie. And but I don't give a rat's dairy air, and I don't know why it's front-page news in the top of every story that Tom Brady's resigning. And there's actually people mad that he's resigning. There's actually people out there on, on Twitter and social media that are blaming his wife for him retiring. I mean, have people in this country really nothing better to do than to, than to live their life based on what a sports person does? I mean, it blows my mind. So all I will say is job well done, Brady. You deserve retirement. If you, if that's what you want to do, then you go retire. You've got a gazillion dollars and your wife has even more gazillion dollars. Uh, go enjoy your kids. Enjoy, which I'm sure that's what Tom Brady's going to do. I don't know. Again, I don't know why people are making such a big deal out of this. Uh, this man deserves to make his own choices. And if he wants to retire, let him retire. Let him go away peacefully. Let him uh, enjoy his family. Let him move on to the next chapter of his life. I mean, this guy can do whatever he wants, whether it be going into the booth like Tony Romo did or uh, maybe just getting away from the game completely. Maybe he just wants to go coach his kids' football team. Maybe he, he just wants to go be a spokesman for healthy living. I mean, look, I, I make fun of a lot of the supplements that are out there that that claim to make you younger. But if there was one man out there who would say, hey, take this, this is what I do, you know what? I might listen to him. Because if you look at Tom Brady, the guy's uh, north of 40, and he looks like he's he's 44? 44 years old. Thank you, David. 44 years old, and he looks like he's 24. I mean, the guy's out. I mean, how many of you that are 44? Oh, come on. How many of you that are over 30 could go out there and take a beating in, on a football field like Tom Brady does or did? Um, so, 
maybe maybe his next career move will be promoting how he has stayed healthy and how he has made himself look young or kept himself young and and how he stayed at such a athletic um how do i say it uh, the level of athleticism that this man has stayed at at his age i mean that's amazing folks uh, you know as well as i know especially if you're into sports to get to the level of Tom Brady is one thing when you're 20 years old. To do it when you're 44. And and not only has he been doing it at 44, the last two seasons I'm pretty sure were two of the best seasons Tom Brady has ever had. So... Again, if his next career is promoting a healthy living and, and maybe he promotes a certain food or drink or maybe he promotes not drinking alcohol, maybe he promotes not smoking, whatever it is, that would be the guy to listen to. So, all right, that's all I'm going to say about Brady. So, you know what? I wish him the best. I, I hope uh, uh, he uh, retirement treats him well. So, speaking of retirement... So I know everyone on the planet thought that Nancy Pelosi was going to retire. (laughs) But what have I said about career politicians? Why do you think Biden is suffering from dementia, but he won't get out of politics? Uh, Pelosi... I don't know what she's suffering from, but she's suffering from something. Maybe she's suffering from too much plastic surgery. But if she has any more, her face is going to be stuck in one position. She's going to look like the female version of the Joker from the Batman movies. Um, Nancy Pelosi is not going to let go of power. And uh, for those of you who thought she was going to retire, you know, I even was starting to think, man, this lady's going to resign. She's going to retire. And nope. I, I mean, when you've made as much money as she had off the Chinese and off dealings and insider trading, why would you give that up? And and you can fact check me all you want, Media Matters, and all of you Democrat listeners out there. And I know there's some of you listening because I'm friends with some of you. You can fact check me all you want. Go. What do I always say? Follow the money, follow the money, follow the money. And so why don't you go look up Pelosi and follow the money? Look up Biden and follow the money. Look up the Clintons and follow the money. Look up the Obamas and follow the money. None of them had money until they got into politics. None of them. Bernie Sanders is another one. None of them were self-accomplished. The only thing they've done in life is get elected and then get rich off the perks that they give themselves. You can't engage in insider trading, but they can. And it's pretty messed up. You remember just a couple of years ago, they came after Senator Leffler. They came after, I believe, Senator Perdue. They went after some other Republicans saying, they, oh, they're engaging in insider trading. They're doing unfair trading because they're elected officials. And then investigation was done, and it was found that there was no uh, breaking of the law, no insider trading that, the, that those Republican senators engaged in. But now we've got a story, if you can find it, of Pelosi and what she's been doing and what her husband's been doing and how he's been gaining in the market because of the knowledge and information that Pelosi has. Now, we know this is happening. There's evidence that it's happening, but they won't even investigate it. Where are the Republicans on this? Where are the establishment Republicans? You, Lindsey Graham, you freaking bozo who I just – I am so sick of you, Lindsey Graham, and I hope somebody's listening. I, I've tried to be nice about Lindsey Graham, but I've about had it with this guy. Um, 
you voters in South Carolina, you have a goal, and your goal is get rid of Lindsey Graham. And I don't mean put a Democrat in office. I mean when Lindsey Graham is up for re-election again, which I think is in four years, you find somebody to primary him and get him out, send him to the pasture, because Lindsey Graham is not your friend. So, Lindsey Graham, you love running around and, and, and on Fox News and everywhere else that will listen to you, and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Well, why not try to put it forth an investigation into Pelosi? Because it needs to happen. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to take our first break, and we'll get back. I'll get into a little bit more about that, and I'll tell you why I, why I think Pelosi didn't retire. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, we are back. Look, folks, this is the America's Web Radio station. You are listening to the On Point with Victor show. Uh, so, <laughs> Pelosi retiring. Yeah, please. Let me tell you what I do think she's up to, folks. Um, you know, there, we, we might be getting to the point where she's going to retire. And a lot of people, her own staff was starting to flee. She had to come out for two reasons to say that she was running for re-election. One, she was losing her staff because they all thought she was going to retire. And two, we are just today is February 1st, and there are already 29 Democrats who have put in their resignations. 29 Democrats have put in their resignation. Now, folks, compare that to 2010 when the Republicans won big in 2010. I believe by the time we got to September, there might have been 25 that announced retirement, and most of them waited till June and after to announce it. We weren't even out of January, and 29 Democrats have already announced their resignation. They know what's coming in November. And what's coming in November is going to be a shellacking that the Democrats have never seen. They thought 2010 was bad. Wait till we get to November of this year. So the Democrats, they know this. And when you see 29 resignating Democrats all basically at once in, in the month of January, um, and maybe they have, you know, some of them even announced before that, I'm sure. But, but here we are. We're February 1st. 29 Democrats have announced resignation. Uh, they're only doing that because they know they're not going to be in power. And a lot of these Democrats just can't con- conceive of staying in Washington if they're not in power. And and that's what's happening. So the second reason Pelosi announced she's running, I think, 
is because she's she doesn't want to preside over uh, a well she doesn't want to be the 30th let's put it that way she didn't want the headline to be Pelosi the 30th Democrat to resign and I think that's why she's staying uh because I do think she might be getting to the point where she's done because she's going to lose her speakership and she's not going to want to stay. She's not going to want to be second fiddle to anybody again at the age of 182. So I think what's going on is Pelosi, and I could be wrong here. I, you know, my first instinct was this lady's never going to let go of power. She's going to die in the halls of Congress. But I started thinking about it and, 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 and I think, I think what might be happening is she's going to try and stop the bleeding. Uh, and limp into November. She will win in November, and she will say, oh, look, no matter the bloodbath and no matter that I lost the speakership, I still won. The people still love me. That's what she's going to say. And then it won't be long after November, probably by early 2023, I think she will resign and they'll have a special election for her seat. And uh, I think uh, she's probably already planning on who she's going to try and anoint to her seat. But I think that's what you're going to see Pelosi do. So uh, you're going to see Pelosi campaign. Uh, she doesn't even have to campaign, but she'll do a little campaigning. She'll win in November. She'll lose the speakership. And then a few Few months later, she will say, well, you know, the people adored me and they reelected me overwhelmingly, but the time has come that I need to resign and and move out of the way. And I think there's going to be a lot of pressure for her to do that as well, especially from the squad. But I do think she probably will. And I think but I do think this she's going to try and anoint somebody. She's not going to want that seat to be uh, won by a uh, squad type member. So she's probably going to try to do everything she can to uh, pick handpick somebody who can uh, take over that seat for her. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But uh, remember, you heard that here on On Point with Victor. So if uh, 2023 rolls around and she resigns and they have a, to have a special election in San Francisco for political seat. You remember you heard it here first on the On Point with Victor show. So that's what I think is going on with Pelosi. Um, and some of you may saying may be saying, well, why didn't Biden retire or will Biden retire? Uh, look, Biden is is a similar situation. This guy has been has known nothing but politics. He accomplished nothing. Biden never had a real job. Biden hasn't earned money from hard work. Biden got elected and he's been in politics and he's a multimillionaire because of it. Now, you look at the Bidens, you know, Pelosi, you can, like I said, follow the money and you will follow Pelosi straight to communist China. And in Biden's the same way. Biden is one. Of, this was what amazed me so much that so many people voted for Biden in 2020. Um, you were so angry with angry tweets and your feelings were so hurt. And I guess there was no more room in your cry closet that you had to come out and vote for one of the most corrupt political families on the planet. And that's the Biden family. You had to vote for a guy that you knew, you knew was slowing down. You knew this man had dementia or onset dementia, uh, which is worse now. But you knew this in 2019 and 2020. But you voted for him anyway. And then you knew, if you just did a little investigation on your own, you knew that this family is is corrupt. The Biden family is in bed with the Russians. They're in bed with China, and they're in bed with Ukraine. If you just follow the money. Uh, Hunter Biden. You know, it's funny now how you've got news agencies now that are going, oh, well, maybe there is something to that Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, there is a laptop. Oh, my goodness. 
there's a laptop. When every news agency except for Fox News and talk radio covered the Hunter Biden laptop story, but uh, when I'm, I'm sorry, buried the Hunter Biden new, uh, laptop story. The only people who covered it was Fox News and talk radio and, and maybe a few sites on the Internet. But most of your media, the CNNs, the MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, NPR, CNBC, all of them buried the Hunter Biden laptop story. Well, now that story's starting to surface again. And, uh, I, I mean, it's this is amazing to watch, but you're starting to see a little bit of turn uh, uh, the media turning on Biden, just a little bit. And so it'll be interesting to see but once they l- get the shellacking that's coming in November in 2023 to see how much they turn against Biden because none of the establishment uh, media wants Biden to run for re-election. There's people in Washington that most of them do not want nor do they expect Biden to run for re-election. Now, I know Biden's going to be out there every day from here through next year, and he's going to be saying, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. Um, and he may even try. And I, I hope he does try because the fight that is coming, the fight has already erupted uh, in in the Democrat Party, I mean, they're, they're, it's not being reported. Uh, if it were the Republican Party that was in fight like this, it would be headline every day. Uh, but it's not. It's the Democrat Party, and and believe me when I tell you, they are fighting the inner fighting that's going on in the Democrat Party. Um, I only wish I could be a fly on the wall because it's not being reported, and very little of it's going to be reported. The only time it's going to be reported is when we do get to 2023 and if Biden if Jill Biden wants to hold on to power then that fight is going to come to the surface and the media is going to cover it then because they're going to they want the Bidens gone they want Biden moved aside and they they want a new democrat and they don't want Kamala and so i mean the fight is just going to get better and better and better because you've got Jill Biden and, and the and the Biden team already fighting with the Kamala team, uh, you've got the Kamala team fighting with the Buttigieg team. You've got the establishment Democrats fighting with the uh, with the Squad Democrats. All of this inner fighting is going on, and you've got uh, you're you're going to have the Stacey Abrams, the uh, Pete Buttigieg's, and. Uh, Whoever else, uh, probably that dirtbag from New York. I shouldn't say that. I'm going to be nice. Uh, you know, when I fill in for Erickson, I can't say things like that, so I get it out of my system here. <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you're, you're going to have these these people who, who are going to suddenly think, wow, I could run for the Democrat ticket because Biden can't do it. And so this is a fight that's coming. It's a fight that's already there. It's brewing. It's going to get worse. Um, we are going to sit back and we're going to enjoy watching this. Uh, but all the while, the Republican side, we're looking pretty good because we're either, and I say we, I'm not a Republican, folks. I'm a conservative. I'm a libertarian conservative. But. When it comes down to 2024, uh, even in 2022, this November, um, as much as I would love to vote for a libertarian or a conservative independent, um, I got to go with a Republican candidate because we here in Georgia, let's just use my example. I live in Georgia. My home base is here in Georgia. Yes, I travel a lot, but my home base is here in Georgia, and uh, I, I have to, to fight hard 
pick a good Republican candidate because we cannot afford to have Stacey Abrams in the governorship, and we cannot afford for Warnock to be reelected, and we cannot afford for some of these Democrats to be reelected. We've got to knock them out. And the only way to do that is to find a good Republican. And the primaries are coming up, so we're going to get behind some good Republicans. I urge you to do the same. And then uh, we head into the general election, and we wipe out the Democrats. That's what we've got to do. And so you got to keep keep all this stuff in your mind. I know it's just February 1st, but but this the, these months are going to go by fast, and we're going to be in November before you know it. So you've got to fight hard now. You have to fight hard now. Uh, so, And I'll talk a little bit more about Georgia, because Georgia is going to be a key state uh, for the election in November. It's going to be very key. But, uh, but, but, as, but we're looking good. And, and as we go to 2024, we're looking really good, because we're either going to have Donald J. Trump or we're going to have Rick DeSantis, or we're going to have both. And uh, you can't go wrong with that. You know, I, you guys have heard me before. Um, my personal feelings, I want Ron DeSantis. I want Ron DeSantis to run, and I'd like for Trump to be the kingmaker. I'd like Trump to be in the background. Um, that's just my personal opinion, and, and I'm not afraid to tell you that. I, I love Ron DeSantis. I think this guy would be amazing. But I've also said, and I will say this again, if there was ever a president in the history of the United States that deserves a second term, it's Donald J. Trump. So if he decides to run again, and, and I, I have been telling you I don't think he's going to run again, but I'm starting to to wane on that because the Democrats are – the Democrats and the media will not let Donald Trump go. And if Donald Trump decides to run again in 2024, it's going to be because the Democrats wouldn't stop pushing him and wouldn't leave him alone. And, and it's kind of funny. It's almost, it, it will almost be poetic justice because the crowd that works so hard lying about the Russia collusion and lying about, um, Trump going to get us into wars and all the lies they told about Trump for four years and then all the investigations they did for four years and all the uh, impeachment lies they did and just everything they did to get Trump out. And then finally along comes the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus, COVID-19. Along comes that and that was their ticket to push Trump out. And it worked. But the media that was able to push him out and the Democrats were able to push Trump out are the very people that just might bring him back in 2024. So I'll say it again. If ever there was a president in the history of the United States that deserves a second term, it's Donald J. Trump. And if he chooses to run again, it's going to be because these moronic Democrats and media didn't leave him alone. And they pushed him right back into into office. And uh, and and I will be a hundred percent supporter if 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 Donald Trump decides to run again. I'm with him 100%, and I hope he chooses Ron DeSantis as his VP. But if Trump doesn't choose to run, then I'm 100% with Ron DeSantis. Those are my two guys. And if Ron DeSantis runs and because Trump doesn't, then I would love and, and, and hope that he would pick um, Christy Nome from South Dakota to be his vice president. Um, it would be absolutely fantastic. But uh, but if Trump runs again, I'm, I I hope that he he picks Ron DeSantis. I mean, woo, what a power ticket! What a ticket that would be. So um, so it's going to get interesting, folks. So so listen, don't don't get frustrated with with things that are going on in politics. There's a reason. There is a reason to have faith in the country. There is a reason to continue to have faith in the United States, in this great country. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you why. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The views, if you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back. So I've got a listener, um, an astute listener in Georgia that just chimed in and, and uh, it brings up a great point, a great point. If, if Trump runs again, what's going to stop the Democrats from saying, hey, you put a loser at the top of the ticket, you've already lost, you couldn't even beat Biden. And, and you know what? I, again, this is a very good point from this listener in Georgia. Um, I mean, Trump did lose to Biden, and, and I know some of you are screaming at me right now that it was stolen. I mean, uh, yeah, there were shenanigans. Of course there were. Um, and, and you guys know my opinion on this. I, I, I don't go around saying the election was stolen, but I will tell you that they legalized fraud, and that's how they stole the election, if you want to put it that way. Um, because Democrats across the, the country, especially Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, even here in Georgia, there was a little bit of that going on. Uh, but Democrats, establishment Republicans allowed, um, well, some establishment Republicans allowed a lot of Democrats to uh, go to courts and change election law. And that is illegal. That's illegal, and that's what happened in 2020. Um, you, the only, per the United States Constitution, you can look at Article One, Article Two, Article Three. You can find all the information right there. Uh, the only bodies that can make and change election law is the legislature, and that is the state legislatures. And um, so, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to rehash this again, but that's basically what happened in 2020. Uh, in 2019, you had oh no, 2020. Is you had uh, governor Democrat governors who changed election law illegally, and that's how they were able to legalize fraud. To put the best way I can put it, and then and that's one thing that helped Biden win. But but that aside, uh, there still were a lot of people that legitimately went out there and voted for Biden because they were so angry or had their feelings so hurt by Trump. So so what this listener in Georgia is pointing out. 
that if Trump does run again, what's what's going to stop the Democrats from saying you couldn't even beat Dementia Joe? Um, and but you know, I will say this: I I think Trump is a smart enough guy and a good enough campaigner. Trump has natural instincts. One thing that people don't realize about Donald Trump is that man has amazing instincts, and I think and he has full command of his faculties, <laughs> which Biden can't say that. But you know, Trump he could just flip it around and say, look, you guys went out and, and uh, allowed Fauci to fund uh, gain-of-function research in communist China. Communist China came up with this uh, COVID-19. It leaked out. Communist China allowed it to be removed from China to Europe and the United States, and uh, that's how you guys beat me. I had the best economy. I had the most uh, black people working. I had the most brown people working. I mean, Trump has so many victories during his presidency. There's so many things that he can say that Biden can't say. Uh, Trump can say he was starting to control the border because he was. Trump can say he was actually doing something to stave off illegal immigration because he was. Trump can say he had low gas prices because he did. Trump can say that he uh, had... Uh, we were, for the first time in I don't know how long, we were energy independent because we were. He can say we had the lowest unemployment on record pretty much because we did. And he can say that we had the highest American labor participation rate ever because we did. So there are, there are comes back, the comebacks that he can make. So, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm not going to say that I've got a crystal ball. Uh, my gut feeling is Trump's not going to run. But if he did, uh, he's got a path to victory. He really does. And again, I'll support him 100%. But uh, I would rather see him step aside, and I would rather see Ron DeSantis take the mantle, take the baton from Trump, and run with it. I think it would be fantastic. So, But anyway, let me, let me explain and, and just tell you why I have such faith still in the United States, why I have such faith still in this country. Um, did, you, did any of you guys watch the Bengals game, the Bengals versus uh, – Oh, gosh, who did they play? The Chiefs. <laughs> the Bengals, the Chiefs. Did any of you guys watch this? And if you didn't, go, oh, excellent, David, excellent. David, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, if you didn't watch it, go back and watch the beginning. And this is why I have even more faith and renewed faith after I saw this in the American people and, and renewed faith in, in our country. Because in the beginning of this game, they had a, I don't remember who it was and my apologies, but it was a, it was a talented singer. Uh, she came out to sing the national anthem and she started singing. And the microphone went out. Now, folks, look, I, I'm in radio. We have issues. There's always technical issues. Uh, every now and then the microphone will just go out. And, and as, as, as much prepare as, as you do or they do, as much preparation as we do here in the studio, technology has a way of biting you into you know what, no matter what. And her microphone went out. And as she's singing and the microphone goes out, she continues to sing, but you can't hear her. But the people, I mean, 98 or so percent of the people in this crowd, of which were not wearing masks, uh, they were singing with her. And when her microphone went out, the crowd got louder and louder, and they sang every word of the national anthem. And if that doesn't bring chills to you, then you ain't American. You know how Biden likes to tell black folks that they ain't black? Well... 
if you didn't get chills or don't get chills from watching what that crowd did and singing the national anthem, it was amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, when the microphone came back on and, and the, the lady, the singer, she just, she kept singing. So when the microphone came on, she, she was singing. The crowd was in tune with her. Now, maybe not perfect in tune with her, but they were right there with her. They, the word for word. And then the microphone went out again and the crowd kept going and the crowd got louder and they sang every word of the national anthem. And if that doesn't bring chills to you when you watch that, if that doesn't make you proud to be an American, if that doesn't make you stand up and salute that flag, then you just ain't American. Maybe it's time for you to go look for another place to live. And I honestly mean that. But that Bengals and Chiefs game in the beginning, if you watching that crowd not wear a mask, they, 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 love their individuality and they love being an Americans and they know that there is no one has the right to tell you to wear a mask so they weren't wearing them and then they sang the national anthem word for word they didn't sit there in silence going oh gosh the microphone broke what happened they were all singing and it is an amazing thing to watch so that example right there just really really is is just why i have even more faith today in our country because folks we are americans and we should never forget that and in even though we are seeing now what what a mistake it was to put the democrats in 100% control make no mistake the democrats own the executive branch the democrats own the senate and they own the house and then beyond that there's the bureaucracy and they own that too and that bureaucracy some people refer to it as the deep state it does exist and if anybody tells you it doesn't exist they're just a fool because the the bureaucracy that is the machine of washington is huge and it's controlled by democrats why do you think the FBI is doing some of the stupid things that they're doing? Um, and that's the upper echelon of the FBI, not the not the run-of-the-mill agents, not the guys on the street doing what they're told and doing what they have to. The 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 leadership. Why do you think there? It's it has all been corrupted by the Democrat-run bureaucracy, uh, and that's for our military brass. Look at the Pentagon. Look at look at these Millie and these other. I'm going to be nice, but you look at these so-called generals that have been corrupted by the Democrat bureaucracy who are out there trying to rush to war with the Ukraine. Now, this is a question I have for all you Democrats out there and all of you Democrats who get mad at me when I say some things like this. But if you're a Democrat out there and and for months and years and you've been telling me you're anti-war, then why do you keep voting for the party that runs to war? quicker than any any party we've ever had in this country. The Democrat Party loves wars. The Democrat Party loves conflict. Hillary Clinton loves conflict. Bill Clinton loves conflict. Obama loved bombing the H-E double hockey sticks out of the Middle East. Obama bombed and used more drones than anybody before him. And uh, Biden is rushing to war. Look, uh, I can show you by example. If you just think back to last year, Biden, it, you know, early last year, middle of last year, whenever it was, 
um, Biden was saying, I don't have the power or authority to issue a vaccine mandate. These are Biden's words. It's Democrats' words. It's Pasaki's words. Go look it up if you want to fact check me. But throughout most of the year last year, the Biden administration, the Democrats, all of them were saying, we don't have the constitutional power to issue a vaccine mandate. But then what happened? We got to August and going into September, and Biden royally screwed up Afghanistan. Biden got 13 American servicemen killed. And did he come out and give a news conference after that happened? Did he come out and give a news conference apologizing profusely for what he had caused? No, he did not. He came out and issued a vaccine mandate. So... For all of you people out there who, who for four years kept saying Donald Trump's a liar, a liar, and a purveyor of misinformation, your old white guy dementia-laden Biden for months said he didn't have the power to do a vaccine mandate. But as soon as he screwed up Afghanistan and he needed something to get Afghanistan off the front pages, what did he do? He issued a vaccine mandate. And now the courts have rightfully shot that down. And he can no longer have his vaccine mandate because the court said, yeah, yeah, you didn't have that power, you moron. But what you need to take from this is that for months Biden said, yeah, I can't do this. And then as soon as he needed a, a, a narrative change, he needed the front pages to stop talking about Afghanistan, he issued the vaccine mandate. And uh, that's what he did then. And this is what's happening now. So you fast forward to today and it's failure after failure after failure with the Biden administration. He is the most unpopular president in the history of the United States. Since polling started, never have we had a president poll lower as low as Joe Biden. And yes, he's polling lower than Donald Trump. You know, the media did everything they can. It was negative, 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 and Donald Trump still succeeded. Biden is being coddled by the media, and they can't save him. The American people are waking up, and the polling is showing that. Joe Biden is the lowest rated, least popular president in the history of this country, at least in modern times. And... They trust me when I tell you the Biden people, Jill Biden knows this, Psaki knows this, the Democrats know this, and it's time for a narrative change. And so what do you do? You go to war. You go to conflict. Folks, the Ukrainian president and Ukrainian people, the Ukrainian government is yelling at Joe Biden, telling him to stop with his rhetoric that it's not that dire of a situation. Yes, there's a situation over there, but it's not as dire or intimate as the Biden administration is saying it is. Now, why do you think that's happening? Because Biden wants a conflict because he thinks if he can be considered a wartime president, that his numbers will stop dropping, that he can stave off and that he might be able to save some of the Democrats in November. Now, you can look at that and go, man, Victor, you're being cynical. No, I'm being honest. And I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that'll be this honest with you, but I will. The Democrats don't do anything without first assessing how it will help their power. 
And that is what Joe Biden is doing. And you can look throughout history. Bill Clinton got into a conflict and lobbed bombs and did things to change the narrative. Obama did it. Um, you could say Bush did it. You could you could go back and say established Republicans did it. But you can go back and look at a lot of Democrats and see what they and see that they did this. It's it's in their DNA, so to speak. Um, they love conflict. The Democrats and the establishment Republicans love wars and conflicts. You had this bozo Republican, and I cannot remember his name. I apologize, but he was on CNN yesterday uh, talking about how we must protect Ukraine borders and uh, just going right. It sounded like a Democrat. But if you go and look up who his main donors are, it's all the war machine. It's all the companies that have anything to do with weaponry, that all the contractors for the government, that's who's funding him. All you got to do is follow the money, folks. All right, we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. So I've got an uh, awesome listener in Florida who, who uh, chimed in and, and said, what about uh, what are my thoughts on Nikki Haley? Look, I, I like Nikki Haley. If uh, if she were to get in the primary and be the winner, I would support her 100%. Um, she would not be my first choice because I think Nikki Haley is a little too establishment. If you look at what Nikki Haley did at the latter part of the Trump years, she kind of fell into that establishment uh, wing of the party and, and, and just went a little bit too establishment for me. And I, I, I'm sick of the establishment Republican folks, and I'm not afraid to say it. And so uh, Nikki Haley would not be my first choice, but understand I, I would support her. She is a very smart lady. She's very articulate, and uh, I think she would be I, – I do think she would be good, um, maybe even fantastic. Uh, but she wouldn't be my first choice. My first choice would be uh, Christy Nome. Um, for for a VP pick, my first choice for a president pick would be Ron DeSantis. But uh, but yeah, I, I I don't have a problem with 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 uh, Nikki Haley. I would support her if she were to win. Uh, she just wouldn't be my first choice. Um, but maybe she's your first choice. I nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. She's a heck of a lot better than Kamala Harris. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so uh, so folks, I I, I want to do something here. 
Um, and, and I want to fit this in before the show ends, and we're into the last segment here. So um, I, I I talked about how I, I I love this country and how I still have faith in this country. I want to read a story to you, uh, and and I and I don't you know I don't do this a lot on the on the on the radio, but I I want to I just want to I, I want to read these words to you, and 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 I want you to think about them. Um, and I, if we get time, I'll get into a little bit uh, about Joe Rogan and Spotify. Look, I, <laughs> I, think, I think it's hilarious. It is hilarious that uh, these people attacked Joe Rogan and thought that Spotify would get rid of Joe Rogan when Joe Rogan has the number one listen show. Listen show. I mean, by by millions, he's so far in the lead. Uh, he's the biggest show on Spotify. They're not going to get rid of, of Joe Rogan. So maybe we'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, but let me. Let me get your attention here for a second, folks, and listen to this. Just listen to this story. I walked through a county courthouse square, and on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. And I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. The old man looked at me and said, "Nah, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit. And that's a ragged old flag you've got hanging on it. And this old man looked and he said, Have a seat, young man. Have a seat. So I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I looked at him and I said, Yeah, I think it is. He said, Well, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across to Delaware. And it got powder burned the night Francis Scott King sat watching it, writing, Oh, say, can you see? It got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at the seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag. But she waved on. She waved on. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville. She got cut again at Shiloh Hill. Well, there was Robert E. Lee, there was Beauregard and Bragg, and the south wind blew really hard on that ragged old flag. On uh, Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. The Native American Indians, blacks, yellows, browns, whites, all shed red blood for those stars and stripes. She waved from our ships upon the brinery foam, and now... They've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land, here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. You see, Biden is in bed with China and Russia and takes bribes from the Ukraine. Yes, the Dems turned their back on this ragged old flag. This ragged old flag, she's getting threadbare 
and she's wearing thin. But she's in good shape for the shape she's in because she's been through the fire before. And I believe with all my heart she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning and we bring her down slow every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag because I am mighty, mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't go out and buy a United States flag, the stars and stripes, and fly that in your house or on your apartment deck or on your condo deck or on your townhome deck, if you can't go get that and fly it proudly, are you really an American? <laughs> and I mean that. Uh, I, it, if that doesn't bring you chills, I don't know what will. But, folks, Johnny Cash wrote that. Johnny Cash wrote that. And, you know, Johnny Cash, when he did this song live, he came out into in front of the audience and he said you know I love this country I travel a lot but and I travel internationally a lot and when I come back I just love this country even more Johnny Cash said that when he when he walked out on stage and then he looked at the audience and he goes you know one great thing about this country are the freedoms and the liberties and the rights we have our god-given rights government didn't give us any rights god gave us these rights and he said even that right to burn the flag he goes, I'll support that. And the crowd started booing and hissing. And then Johnny Cash put his hand up. He goes, now, wait a minute. He goes, we also have the Second Amendment. We have that right. We have the right to bear arms. And Johnny Cash looked at that audience and he said, and if any of you come and burn my flag, I will shoot you with my God-given right Second Amendment arms. <laughs> so uh, you have to love Johnny Cash. You just got to love him. And, uh, and folks, look, I, I recite that, and I added a little to it. I added the part about Biden and the Democrats. Um, but if you want to understand maybe a little bit more on what this flag means to, to, to me, what this flag means to David, what this flag means to veterans all across this land, what this flag means to just people who love this country, then go listen to that and go look up other information about what that flag has been through, what our country has been through, and where we are today. And if you're looking for renewed faith in the United States, if you're looking for renewed faith and where do we go past Biden, how do we get past the Democrats? Well, you can start by raising that flag. And if neighbors or anybody comes up to you and accuses you of being right wing or whatever, you tell them, no, no, I'm an American and I'm mighty darn proud of this old ragged flag. And you fly it, fly it. And if they get mad at you or anybody gets mad at you, buy another one and fly it too. <laughs> because, folks, there is no country like the United States. There just isn't. And you should be proud that you are able to live here and call yourself a citizen. Now, you guys know my story. You know I grew up watching an immigrant father who came to this country, learned the language, and earned his citizenship. He didn't come here illegally. He didn't try to break any laws. He came here the right way. He had an appreciation for this country that people born here don't have. 
And that means something. And so when somebody comes to me and they say, oh, you fly that flag, you must be right wing. I look at them and go, oh, you sad, sad, poor Democrat. You don't know what it means to be an American, I guess. You don't know how proud you should be to be able to call yourself an American. Not everybody in the world can call themselves an American, folks, but there are more people out there around this country, uh, planet that would want and would like to call themselves an American way before they want to call themselves a Frenchman or a, uh, anything else. They, it's not that they want to let go of their heritage. It's that they know where they want to be. If you want liberty and freedom, it's the United States that is the beacon of freedom and liberty. It's the United States flag. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we have a truck uh, convoy that went on in Canada over the weekend to push back against Trudeau and to push back against the vaccine mandates and to push back against the authoritarian Canada socialist regime. And they were waving American flags. And David, you got a comment. Well, there's going to be another convoy. and Excellent. Uh, it's going to be in Israel. Oh, right. And it's pushing back on... On that new regime. That <laughs> regime that has turned Israel into a Nazi state. Um, and uh, we recommend that you listen to... Go to our website, go to programs, and listen to Insight to Israel. Uh Michael Gano was on today talking about Israel and wow. uh, the convoy that's coming, that's to, coming Israel. to Israel. Excellent. Uh, it's going to be cars and trucks. Awesome. And, you know, folks, w we've got to take a stand. Yeah. And just like you said, we're Americans. Mm -hmm. But as Americans, and, we have to take a stand. And it doesn't matter if you're brown, yellow, white, black. It doesn't matter. You're, you're an American. You bleed red, white, and blue. You got it. And if you don't, then get out. <laughs> and if you're a if you're a parent or a grandparent, get a flag and yes, talk to your kids please, about it. Please. And about what you know, there's our flag probably is the only flag in the world that everything has a purpose on it. Yeah. The stripes have a purpose, mm -hmm. the stars, stars have a purpose. Everything has a purpose. And, and down to the colors. Down to the colors. And, and mm -hmm. I, I would guarantee you, you could walk out of the studio right now, and st the first person that you saw couldn't tell you what they what stand the for and what they yeah. mean. You know, you're probably right. And maybe next show, David, maybe I'll do that. I will go over the history of the flag. I've, I've done it before, and I, I, maybe it's time we do it again. And, David, I I can be in any country. I can be in, in the, the third world countries out there. And I've had people come up to me just because of a backpack. I'm not even I'm not even brandishing the flag, but just because of a backpack or a certain clothing or the way I walk, I have had people come up to me and go, "You're an American." Even though they speak they're speaking Spanish to me or or uh, you know, I I they people think I'm Italian, they think I'm Greek, but they all but they know I'm an American. And you know what? If I give off the air of America, then God willing, I hope I can keep doing it. <laughs> All right, folks, we're done. We'll see you later. Stay tuned for Locked and Low. Roger B. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.